We've been walking through this, um, this sermon series about from slavery to sonship, from um, reimagining God as just king and creator to God as father, and, and then taking ourselves from being orphans to being children, uh, to being sons, daughters of the Most High God. And what does that do to your relationship? What does that do to how you interact with God if you begin to see him that way? How do you, how does everything change? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about what it means to be an orphan. We spent a couple of days on that, a couple of Sundays on that, of what it looks like to kind of rebel against that nature. And, and what does it mean to live in the peace and freedom that comes with being a son or a daughter? And one of the things that the scripture is clear about is that when we understand ourselves as sons and daughters, when we get this, we, we are adopted into the family, we receive an inheritance. In 1 Peter chapter three, uh, chapter 1, um, verse 3, says this, All honor to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is by his boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live with a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. For God has reserved a priceless inheritance for his children. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And then Paul says in Galatians chapter 4. But when the right time came, God sent a son born of a woman subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because you Gentiles have become his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. And now you can call God your dear father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you're his child, everything he has belongs to you. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, that last statement of Paul's is kind of a big statement. Everything he has belongs to you. Everything the creator of the universe has belongs to you. I'm flashing on a Jim Carrey movie all of a sudden. Um, it, what was that? Evan Almighty, right? Or Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty was the first one. Yeah, when he, when he gets the powers of God and he's, you know, gets his Ferrari and parts the traffic and, you know, how he handles it at the beginning. But everything he has belongs to you. It's such a large concept to swallow. This inheritance thing. And I think part of it is because of how we think of the word inheritance. Most of the time, we think of something monetary, some land. Crazy Aunt Sally died. You find out at the reading of your will that you have 100 acres in South Texas. Yes! But she liked your cousin Peter better, and he had the mineral rights. Ooh. Yeah. But inheritance is something that we believe is just, you know, something that's given to you, some tangible thing that you have, money, possessions, things of that nature. And while that is inheritance, I think there's more to it. If you remember before this series, we talked about Exodus and we spent some time in Exodus and we were talking about coming out of Egypt into um, the desert. And what Exodus was about, really, if we remember, is the reshaping of the identity of the people of Israel. For 400 years, they had lived in captivity, and they'd been told that they were slaves. They had operated as if they were slaves. They were slaves. In their minds, in their actions, in their beliefs. 
But as God delivers them from this, time and time again, he's reminding them, no, 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 no. You're not a slave. You're my child. You're, you're not who you thought you were. You're my daughter. You're my son. You're so much more. God takes them from Egypt, the most powerful nation on earth at the time with tons of money and wealth and just opulence and all this stuff. And he delivers them into the desert. But freedom. See, the inheritance that we receive from God is freedom. It's freedom to live the way God desires us to live. It's freedom to be who God wants us to be. It's freedom from the oppressions of this world. With an understanding and realization that, as Daryl just said a little bit ago, death has no hold on us. That we have something greater. One of the ways that I think um, we experience inheritance is our, our fathers and our mothers, both earthly and spiritual, who empower us. To do. Now, we may fail, but they give us the power and the right and the authority to do. You go and do. Use the gifts and talents that God has given you. Release them. One of the great ways that I get to use my inheritance is on Sunday mornings. One of the things that God has given me is an ability to stand up in front of a large group of people and not be self-conscious about it. Some of you would be hurling over the side of the stage right now. But for some reason, God's like, it's okay. You're going to make a fool out of yourself almost every week, but you're going to be cool with it. Just get up there and talk. And he gives me an ability to just spew. And, and I have to say that um, hurl and spew in one sentence, they're so closely together, shouldn't happen. But... Um, I have to say that the most I feel, one of the most times I feel the presence of God is when I am preaching. Because the thing about an inheritance is if you just hoard it to yourself, if you hold it to yourself, it loses its power. But if you take that inheritance and you push it back, if you take what God gives you and you're like, just throw it back out, that is when power happens. When I stand up here and I use what God has given me to preach, man, I just feel the power of the Holy Spirit pumping all over my body and I get excited and fired up so much so that when I go home, I crash. Like when I go home after this, I'm just like brain dead. I'm just like gone because it is in these moments where God just like fills me and throws it out. And I love it. I get to use what God's given me. It's just experience of living into my inheritance. Now, some of you are tracking with what I'm saying right now because you get it. You're right there. You're like, oh, man, mine isn't preaching, but mine is this. And I love when I get to pray for people. I love when people come up to me and I just get to lay hands on them and I pray for them. And they walk away and I'm just like, oh, God, thanks for letting me be a part of that. Some of you are administratively minded and you're like, oh, man, I love when people come to me and they need help organizing things. I love when, when people like Michael who have all of these ideas but doesn't how, know how to line them up come to me and go, hey, I have a couple of ideas about this. Could you help me put it together? Oh, yeah. 
This is what I love to do. You people are weird, but it's where God is moving. We all have these spots and some of you may be, may be hitting wrong with it. And you're like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, Crocker. Some of you, God's given you a lot of money. And there are those moments when people come to you or those moments where you see something and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to give this away. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Whew, that is awesome. I have something to give away and I just pass it on. And you get fired up inside because God is using you. Some of you, however, may not know what I'm talking about right now. Some of you might be like, I just, I can't get it. You know, inheritance, it's like getting money and jewelry and stuff. I, I can't get what you're talking about living into this life of freedom in this way. Free to be who God wants you to be. Free to overcome the darkness of the world with the light of Christ. And the thing about it is, is I can't tell you what it's like. I can't really just, I can't give you three points as to here are the ways that you understand you're living into your inheritance. Unless you've been there, you can't get it. It's, it's like, you know, you, you know that feeling, C.S. Lewis says when he was, um, when he came to his conversion, it was, he says, it's like I was asleep. You know that feeling when you're asleep for a long time and then you're gradually waking up and you, and you realize that you're awake because you hear the things going on around you, but you're not actually awake yet. And then all of a sudden it just changes and you're just like, well, I am awake and I've actually been awake for quite some time. Does anybody know that feeling? I had it this morning when um, Jenna lets me sleep in on Sundays and the kids are out and I'm slowly waking up and, and I hear Corbin going, oh my gosh, are we late for church? And like, I'm like asleep, but I, I'm laughing like it's the time change. His clock hasn't changed and he's freaking out. A, I'm glad he can tell time. B, I'm glad that he's worried about missing church. Um, um, but C, he needs to be quieter. Um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm experiencing the things and I hear the little, you know, footsteps down the hall and, and all kinds of stuff, but I'm not yet awake. And then there's just this, this moment where I'm awake now. Um, you know, that feeling It's one of those things that just, it just gradually comes upon you. Like, Oh yeah, I get it. That's kind of what this is. The the first thing is you have to believe that you are a, a child of God. You have to believe that you are a son, a daughter, that you're an heir to the kingdom of heaven. You got to believe it. You have to live into that mentality that you're not worthless, that God created you for a reason, that he lovingly created you unlike anyone else and gave you certain things so that you could be a part of the family business in only the way that you could be. And when you get that, and when you begin to live that way, you're going to slowly wake up and realize that you've been awake for a while. When you begin to live into that understanding of who you are, the inheritance just starts falling on top of you. And yes, it is inheritance is this giving back of of the gifts and talents you have. But there's also a really neat thing, and this is the trap with inheritance, because when you start talking about the inheritance of God, you can quickly fall into the prosperity gospel, which is wrong. But. August, and she gave me permission to use this. I asked before I'm saying it. Um, 
August had this experience yesterday morning where she was on her way to work out. She was going to the body pump class. Anybody do body pump in here? Yes, you were there. You, you were mentioned in the story. Good. Um, so, <laughs> but I didn't ask you, so I'm not going to point you out other than right there. Um, uh, so August is on, and apparently they're really, I don't, clearly, I don't body pump. But um, they, uh, apparently they're really intense by this. They're really intense in their body pump workout. It's called body pump. You would think it's intense. Um, and if you're late to this class, they don't take it nicely. And everybody has their own little spot. And if you don't have your spot, just come back tomorrow, buddy. You know, get out. And so they have this kind of mentality. August is on her way, and she's driving over there um, by the Easies and Breeze area, right? Is that where you are? Somewhere? It uh, doesn't matter. Um, and she sees this lady lying on the, on the ground, just flat on the ground. So she stops and um, goes over there. This lady has fallen. She's bleeding. Um, and she's, you know, August starts to pray for her. Um, all the while knowing that she's going to be late for body pump and you don't, you're never late to body pump. And she's like, okay, God, you want me to pray for her? Great. I'm going to pray for her, but I have a time thing going on here. So if we could wrap this up, um, I'm embellishing your story, August, but I like to do that. Uh, you shouldn't have said yes. And so she, she's praying for this. Other people are kind of like looking at her strangely. Go, what are you doing? And then, and August was a little nervous about that, but they come over and they lay hands on her and they start praying as well. So all these people are praying. This nurse appears out of nowhere with her medical bag and is like, let me check her, her sign and everything. They call 911. The paramedics come um, to take this woman away. They have blood on them because this lady's bleeding everywhere. And they're like, if you know anything about August, if you think I'm a germ freak, she takes it to another level. Okay. So the paramedics are like, Hey, we need to spray you down with this disinfectant. We were joking that August was just like going, okay, spray me, just spray me. Um, but you know, they, they kind of cleanse her hands and, and, and everything. And so she goes to, to body pump and she knows she's going to be late and it's throwing her whole day off. It's like, oh, I'm not going to have a spot. She walks into the gym, wherever it is. She's like 10 or 15 minutes late. The place is packed in there. She's like, it's never going to happen. She, and, and God says, I will make time, right? Is that what he said? I will make time. He tells her this. And so he, she walks into the body pump room and people who are territorial about their spots, who you don't go in late, um, go, can we help you? Let's move. Oh, I'll move over. I'll move over. Somebody brings her a towel. Someone brings her a bench. Someone brings her the weights. Somebody they like are like. Oh my gosh, what can we do to help you fit in this class right now? It never happens, August says in Body Pump. It's like cutthroat in there. It's like kill or be killed. But the image that she was telling us in the story and where Daryl took it was the kingdom of God was just glowing on her. That she stops and is obedient to him. And he makes time for her. He makes room for her. He prepares the way for her. I love that. That is so awesome. When God works those ways, when you listen to his voice, when you obey him, he says, hey, this is going to seem really small in the grand scheme to things. But you have a spot in this class today. Thanks for listening to me. It's when we receive this inheritance and we allow it to change who we are. Because I guarantee that the people who are moving around were blessed by August being there. 
And they probably have been in the past. August is just that person. She just gives it away. We receive inheritance everywhere. If we're sons and daughters, we just need to be open to receive it. And then to give it away. One of the ways that I receive inheritance is through my daughter, Grace. And you think, well, she's younger than you. Yeah. But she's taught me so much about who God is. Since she's been born, I've never been angrier with God at times. I've never yelled at God as much. I've never cried as much. I've never felt um, doubts about his hand in my life as much. I've never, never gone through some dark times like I have since she's been born. But I've also never felt his love as much. His mercy. His peace. Time and time again, she teaches me about him. Time and time again, I receive my inheritance from my father through my daughter. Inheritance is at the end of a long day when I've had struggles up here and I've had emotional conversations, which I do, and people are going through hard times and I take that on myself and I go home and, I, and I'm tired and I just want everyone to go to bed because um, that's it's a sweet moment. But inheritance is when I'm sitting in the bathtub because I give the six and seven year old baths most nights and I'm trying to get Grace undressed for the bath. And sometimes it's a struggle to get her arms up to take her shirt off. Sometimes she fights you. Sometimes she has things in her hands that she's not going to let go. But inheritance comes when she smiles at me and she runs at me. And it's only from a few steps away. But she comes with so much force and puts her arms around me that I almost go back into the tub. Inheritance is that hug. Inheritance is feeling love so great. You know you didn't do anything to earn it. You know there's nothing you said that that caused you to deserve it. You know that there is no action throughout the day or throughout the past seven and a half, almost eight years that really deserves that hug. But it's given anyway. Grace doesn't give hugs. She gives more than she used to. But she doesn't give hugs to anybody like she gives to daddy. That's an inheritance. That is something that I get to receive from him that gives me strength to give back. That gives me strength to tell people about what love is. That gives me strength to go into the world, in a world of darkness and say, you know what? This situation looks really bad, but there's a little seven-year-old girl that hugs really good. And so I know that light can enter here. Living into this inheritance is about receiving and then giving it back. And when you do that, it changes everything. When you do that and you realize that everything God has, so do you. It changes the way you look at the world and the way you work in it.
If you don't have that realization yet, if you don't have that understanding of what it means to be truly given a gift and then to give it away, I want to pray right now for that moment. I want to pray that as we are slowly waking up, that you would realize that you've been awake for a while. I'm going to ask those who are assisting with communion to come forward during this time as well, and the worship team too. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the gift of life that you have given us, for the very breath that fills our lungs. God, we thank you for this gift of salvation. We thank you that you continue to give us inheritance day after day. Sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes we don't see it, but it is there. God, for those people who don't understand what it means to be a son or a daughter, I pray that they would realize that they are awake, that they would realize that you are with them, that their identity is in you, not anything of this world, but you. And I pray that as we all begin to live that way, that we would realize the inheritance that you give us and ways to give it back so that we may truly live into the kingdom of heaven. It was the night that you sat around the table with your disciples, that you took the bread, you blessed God for it, you broke it, and said, take this, eat, all of you, this is my body which is given for you. After supper was over, you took the cup, and you raised it to heaven, and you blessed God, and you said, take this, drink, all of you. This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. And so we come in remembrance of your mighty act of salvation. We come to receive this gift of inheritance, this gift of life, that as we receive it, we are able and strengthened to give it back to the glory of your name. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.